Welcome back. What a couple days. Uh, it looks like we have a verdict. We're still waiting on mail-in ballots, but uh, no one really expects that to make any substantial changes. Uh, and it looks like we're left with the status quo. $600 million later, and we got nowhere. Uh, I have some serious concerns about what this means uh, beyond status quo and uh, where that leaves the rest of the parties. But before we get into that, let's get into it. So right off the hop, it uh, we can touch on the election I volunteered with. And uh, we had high hopes, and it seems like we fell victim to our own echo chamber uh, and perhaps didn't focus in areas we could have and focused too much in areas we really didn't need to. Uh, there'll be time for introspection and, and to recalculate where we went wrong and places where we really did well. Uh, nonetheless, we captured more than 10% of the vote, which for a second year, second election listing, that's insane. Uh, we went from year one, or sorry, election, the first election, we had uh, 900 and some votes. And the second go-round, yeah, first election we had 956 votes. This go-round we have 7,272. In terms of growth, that did exactly what we expected it would. We broke records, nationally and locally. Uh, the People's Party closed out nationally with just north of 5% vote, which is not enough by a long shot, um, but it does represent over 800,000 people. Um, so it's not a small movement, and we are getting real traction. Uh, but we could not get it done. Uh, we were not able to secure any seats. However, I do see impact. Uh, you're already seeing in conservative media corners talking about how the conservatives are really going to have to have a reckoning with what's going on with the PPC and, and their ploy to try and steal liberal votes has, has really failed utterly. And maybe we get the focus we want. Uh, maybe it was enough cage shaking to uh, refocus the leadership within the party and find base again. Uh, I don't see it happening underneath O'Toole. Uh, I also don't see him stepping down or calling a leadership election, although I fully think that would be in the best interest of the party. Um, but hopefully we've shaken enough cages that long-term, they really can't ignore it because it's not going away. Um, and, and through that shaking around, we, we can perhaps serve as a theoretical opposition, uh, if only through... Um, the threat of the next elections and, and loss of seats. The Liberals walked away pretty much status quo, uh, as, as did the Conservatives. Uh, there was a bit of give and take in certain ridings. Uh, conservatives picked up a couple, and they lost a couple, and 
the Liberals picked up a couple and lost a couple. Um, notably, the Liberals lost the seat for the former cabinet minister whom referred to the Taliban as their brothers. I, I don't have her name offhand, but it's really of no real importance now that she is unemployed without pension, uh, and, and notably so. that The riding she was in was a liberal stronghold and uh, swung pretty notably to a brand new candidate in the conservative camp. Another notable failure is uh, the Green Party, NMA Paul. Her riding did not elect her. She was not seated among the two seats the Greens got. NDP seemingly had a surprising showing. They, uh, they did fairly well. Not crazy off of where they were before. But, at least myself, I was kind of shocked by, by some of the areas that went orange. It seems to be that they're going a little more north now. And, uh, yeah, I really can't wrap my head around that. Uh, personally, I'm a little disappointed with uh, the East. Uh, I, I really don't know when they're going to stop voting liberal. Uh, I understand the concern, given the fact that their industries really need stimulation, and uh, subsequently that lends to the liberal vote. But you can't stimulate yourself into prosperity. Uh, you're going to need conservative perspective, uh, be it PPC or conservative, to, to really grasp the business aspect of the economy over there and try to bring them out of the despair that they've kind of found themselves trapped in. But, uh, much like this election, you kind of get what you vote for. So I really don't have too much pity on our country as a whole. Uh, I, I felt myself leaving last night uh, kind of in the mentality that, uh, you know what, at this point, people deserve what they get. Uh, and unfortunately, we're just riding along that ride. Uh, hopefully, we can see a change come soon. But uh, it doesn't look—it doesn't look good. I—I'm—I'm uh, I'm struggling to find motivation today. I uh, truly didn't even want to record this, but I, I figured we may as well get it dealt with and get it out of the way so we can move on as quick as possible. One thing I, I have noticed being a vocal PPC supporter coming out of the results of this election. Uh, going into it, we saw a lot of people blaming PPC for vote splitting, theoretically. And we tried to cover that. I really did try to, to give an exhaustive rebuttal to that and, and break down why it just isn't intellectually genuine. But uh, I, I know within my, my circle, there's been a, a large amount of people who've shared the same experiences, and it seems like angry conservatives have come out of the woodwork. Uh, and when I say angry, I really mean angry, angry liberals who wanted a blue team to win. Because uh, at this point, if you're, if you're firmly passionate about the conservative party as it sits today, I, I do not lump you in the, the band of conservatives. Uh, it's, the conservative party is not socially or fiscally conservative. Um, but a lot of people came out and, and really took their anger out on the, the PPC voters and supporters. And I, I it just makes me annoyed. Uh, I, I've got better things to get mad about. Uh, but it certainly just gets just a little bit under my skin in the sense that they, they can't see 
the conversation. Uh, people that, that genuinely see the PPC as a vote split still are just so disillusioned that they truly believe that if you support the PPC, like you don't delineate a difference between Aaron O'Toole and Justin Trudeau. So much so that we really don't care who we get because they are birds of the same feather. Uh, they are one and the same. Their policies are mostly identical. Uh, certainly one would be a little more palatable, and we didn't get that. However, at the end of the day, we would have got the same results to one degree or another. And instead of placing blame where they really should, and in a constructive way, if, if these people that were so angry about splitting hairs over the PPC quote-unquote stealing votes... If they only focus that anger where it belongs, which is at the feet of the conservative leadership, uh, and then maybe we can all get on board again and, and move towards a, a feasible plan to, to deal with this. Um, I had a conversation last night at the post-election meeting, and uh, I, I seemed to get a lot of looks when I, when I said it, but as it sank in, I, th I think people really understood how I meant it. But I had said, like, I would like there to be a point where the PPC isn't needed. Uh, <laughs> it was started out as a form of a protest party in the sense that you've abandoned everything you stand for, and some of us won't just do that. We, we stand on our principles and our principles alone. I, I really don't care what party represents the in name uh, as long as my principles are being represented. So if the CPC, if the Conservative Party, took a hard turn back to center-right, uh, I have no problem swinging back to, a, again, a, a reasonable party that, that will stand for what I believe in and advocate for that. I don't see it coming, so I foresee PPC not only being necessary and effective, um, I, I see it's probably going to be my next vote again, uh, and I, I'm pretty passionate, I, I will certainly work with them again, but uh, I, I caught a lot of people off guard in the sense that, yeah, I, I could vote conservative no problem tomorrow if they represented what I stand for. And I, I say that, and I was around enough influential people that uh, <laughs> I, I got some looks. But I truly believe uh, uh, Max was not where we were, um, but we had a couple of celebrities in, in our presence. And uh, I certainly got the stink eye from a couple. Uh, I truly believe, though, if, if Max was there, or you sat down with Max Bernier, and... and spelled that out, I don't think he'd really disagree with me. I'd love to hear his take on it, but I, I, I don't see Max even leaving the Conservative Party had they not abandoned their values. So, yeah, hopefully the Conservatives can find base again and uh, <laughs> try this again with a different leader, one that doesn't bleed liberal, but uh, we'll see how they navigate the next little bit. I really hope they have a, a leadership election, and uh, I hope you see somebody strong come out. Uh, somebody like Pierre Polyev would be 
incredible, though I'm really disillusioned with the idea of changing things from within. As for where this leaves us with leadership, what's what's to come, and really what was spoken out of that election, uh, for starters, I, I would just like to contextualize what this election was. Other than a, a vanity project, um, we saw turnout of about 51% of constituents, uh, which is probably one of our lowest turnouts in Canadian history. Uh, I don't have the stats on me right now to cite that, but I do believe it was one of the worst turnouts to date. Um, And of that 50-some percent that showed up, the the Liberals got 31% of the vote, which is the lowest amount of any winning party ever. Also, if you equate that out and do the math, that works out to be about 18% of the electorate. Now, I, I don't say that with total disregard for facts. Certainly, um, they would have captured or represent a number of uh, non-voters. However, it does just go to show you that even if you take the current polls and extrapolate that out to the whole population, you represent 30% of the vote, period. That, that is your highest level. If, if it was able to correlate directly from non-voting to voting, which it doesn't, it will certainly drop. Um, but at most, he's got 30%, and at least he's got, I think, 18% support of the electorate. It's pretty hard to run a country with that little support. But with or without support, he uh, received his mandate. Uh, Now, looking back on how we've kind of dissected some of the language that's been spun up, um, and just the indicators of where mentally the liberal leadership kind of lies, we we really need to to hit pause and, and look at what this likely will mean. As we've highlighted before, uh, I certainly think that Trudeau's rhetoric is indicative of somebody who is well on their way to tyranny, uh, to authoritarianism, and I don't see that changing. I I think he's so self-involved and lacking any legitimate criticism and just dismisses any, any points that would indicate anything that he didn't like. Um, if he doesn't like you, he calls you a wacko, a conspiracy theorist, theorist, uh, an anti-vax person. He, it, he has no problem just dismissing any argument that doesn't fit his narrative. Uh, I don't see that changing. I, I certainly think you're going to see vaccine passports ramp up in a scary way. Uh, certainly the pressure on the premiers will not have lifted now. Um, perhaps now maybe some will see that they have to fight. I don't expect it. I I don't expect any change really at all. Um, but I do expect a little more heavy handedness coming from the federal leadership at least. Uh, and, and that worries me. I, I worry about the censorship bill that will try to get pushed. Uh, I think investors should somewhat be aware of the plans to tax principal residents as capital gains. I truly don't see that going through. 
I think that would be political suicide to some extent. I don't think it'll have any casualties, but uh, I certainly don't see it going through. And I, I even would expect some within the party to object to that. It's just not, it's not a tenable policy, um, and I certainly don't think it'll get traction. But we really do need to be aware of the fact he's, he's highlighted that he's going to embolden businesses to discriminate. Uh, he's going to try and streamline laws and, and remove uh, legal recourse to challenge human rights complaints, uh, which is, again, it's very indicative of the fact that he is authoritarian. Um, he's just coming into his his own in regards to how strong of authoritarian we're going to see it. Uh, we, may, we may cap off at, uh, at a light level of authoritarianism, uh, or he might go full-blown. That's yet to be seen. But we now need to be ultra-vigilant, we need to keep on guard and and watch for it coming. Uh, pretty tough to say when it's already here for the most part. But, uh, no, we have to navigate. This is the system we're in. And, yeah, we got to find our way through it. It's, it's not going to be fun. Uh, the odds are not in our favor. But uh, I do my best fighting going uphill. Now, I didn't expect this episode to be too long, so I'm, I'm not really shocked that we're pretty much at the end of it. Uh, but before we go, I kind of just wanted to touch on a couple things uh, I've had a, a few emails about. Um, it seems to be a lot of people seem to have this idea that uh, our elections are possibly rigged or stolen. And though I think we may see potential in the next couple days for perhaps a couple currently conservative writings flipping liberal thanks to mail-ins. And at that point, I would I would raise an eyebrow in suspicion. Um, but on the whole, uh, I am, I'm really sorry to say, our elections were secure. I, I say that as somebody who participated in the process myself. Um, I, I can speak for the polling stations I surveyed. We, everything was above board. Uh, un- unfortunately, the, the the thing people need to grasp is the average voter in Canada these days either are just disconnected out of just fatigue and are not as well informed as they typically are or could be, or they're ill-informed. The, the stu- they're only getting their echo chamber. And uh, I can identify with within my echo chamber, I thought we had a much stronger chance. Uh, we, I'm not disappointed with where we ended up, um, but I am disappointed in the sense that I, I did expect to get a couple seats, uh, and we certainly didn't. So, much like my uh, bias and, and my echo chamber, you're getting that with just informing voters. Um, so, I, unfortunately, there's just a lot of extreme left voters. Um, and I don't say that necessarily as a conscious thing. I, I don't necessarily think there's a lot of consciously extreme left voters in this country. But there's a lot of people that will support extreme left parties without knowing truly what they stand for and what mechanisms are in play. Um, so, I certainly don't buy into the, the stolen election spiel. Um, 
I certainly think the case may be valid in the States. At least there's enough plausible cause to uh, to look at it more there. Um, but here, there's no indication of it, and it, it honestly, it's... It's a cop-out. It's, it's an excuse as to why we lost. And uh, I have my opinions on, on what we could have done better and what we did too well, honestly. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's a loss. We, we, every party other than the Liberals, even the Liberals, nobody won. We all lost. Um, but I, I won't offer a excuse or a cop-out for it. Um... So just avoid it. It's it's a bad look. Um, if you truly understand the process, you you would understand that there's really little room for cheating at, at least up until the mail-ins. And I certain honestly, I don't I don't see massive issues with the mail-ins in Canada. Uh, it's being reported that we're significantly underutilized versus the ballots we created. Um, so a lot of people didn't even do mail-in voting. Uh, we have. A large amount of advanced polling that seems to be in use to effect. Um, but yeah, I just, again, I, I'm certainly here. I will entertain conspiracy, but I, I will treat it with the due uh, criticism it needs and and common sense. Um, so yeah, I, it's been a rough couple days. Uh, we'll see where we end up. I, uh, we're going to start moving forward with some non-election content. I, we've got a couple election-esque interviews I think we're going to do at some point when people feel comfortable. And the other thing I wanted to touch on before we head out was tomorrow, or when this airs, uh, today, is day one of Ontario vaccine passports coming into play. And, uh... Yet again, it's just another reason for me want to unplug from society. It's, uh, it's... <laughs> I had a good week, so now we have to shower on it with bad. Uh, but at the same time, I've said it before, and I stand by it. Uh, we need to force it to get bad before people will realize it, and we can unite for good. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm certainly not going to be participating, uh... I'm also not going to be a pacifist. I, I fully intend to go into some of these places that I would otherwise go into anyway. And uh, I will give them the appropriate hard time. Uh, and I understand this is tough for small businesses to be put in the position of policing. Uh, but it is my belief that in the face of unjust laws, it is your duty to disobey. Um, and that's certainly what I'll do. Uh, the government is within their power to ask these businesses to do it. Uh, they're even within their power to try and punish them for not doing it. That doesn't mean it is morally or ethically right. And at some point, people need to stand on morals and ethics uh, before it's too late. So if, if I have to act as a check and a balance for that, uh, or anyone else listening to this, uh, don't just avoid these places. Um... It, it's uncomfortable, it's stressful to be in that situation, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to fight this battle with my back against the wall. Uh, there's going to be times where I take the fight to them. Uh, I don't know if that means I have to file human rights complaints or whatnot, uh, but I'm leaving no card off the table. I will do what I need to, respectfully to some degree. I, I certainly have sympathy for these businesses, but at the end of the day... 
you have to stand for something or else you're just a part of the tyrannical machine that we seem to live under anymore. But uh, that, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, We'll see how now, with the federal election over, if any pressure or persuasion upon the powers that be provincially will be strengthened or loosened, uh, and what all comes of it. But, in the meantime, try to keep your head above water for the next little bit, and uh, we'll check in next week. Take care, everybody.